You're listening to Around the King's Table, a podcast of the Mount Church in Clemson, South Carolina, with Pastor George Marshall and Pastor Brian Mann. Pull up a chair and listen in as they seek to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples of Jesus. Welcome you to this episode of Around the King's Table in the Arctic Circle. Apparently, if we have <laughs> it's kind of chilly. Any any teeth chattering here? Please excuse us. I'm Brian. I'm George. And today we want to have a discussion on discipleship. It is a broad topic, so we'll try to hit on a few things, but we'll also then narrow the field of play a bit by focusing on a couple of passages and how they relate to biblical discipleship before we exit with some rapid fire questions. We'll see so how it goes. first, about as broad as possible here, mm-hmm. George, what do we mean by discipleship? Yeah, that's a pretty wide topic, but I, th- I think we can d- narrow it into two different veins. Uh, the first one being the testimony passing is, is passing the testimony down. And so you might think of that as a conformative kind of role um, is what discipleship is. And then a second one would just be holiness building development. And this is more the progressive element of us conforming or becoming more and more like Christ over time. Mm-hmm. So those two things kind of encompass discipleship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you get it in the great commission passage there where he tells them, I have all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me, mm-hmm. right? Go therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit and yeah. teaching, teaching them, them. Yeah. to do all of that command. Right. Yep. Right. So, okay. Very broadly there on discipleship. Now, even though every text and sermon disciples, some focus more sure. specifically on the subject of discipleship. And we've settled in a couple of those recently. Uh, the first was John 1, 35 through 51. That was, golly, was that a couple it's been months a while. ago now? Yeah. Uh, another was more recent, uh, Matthew eleven twenty five to 30. And then just yesterday, we sat in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. Those latter two have been part of our Advent series. Yeah. Always a good passage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. So, um, George, just brief synopsis of these texts. Maybe we'll take them in turn here. Mm-hmm. And then what can we take away from them that's more specific to biblical discipleship? So okay. starting with John 1, 35 to 51. Just brief mm-hmm. synopsis. And then what can we take away in terms of okay. discipleship? So brief synopsis. Jesus is starting to gather disciples. Yeah. Um, from John's take, this may even precede some of what the synoptics are dealing with as he calls his disciples. So it's even a little bit before that. And John is actually trying to draw out the fact that this is disciples from the earliest. And this is where we get into that whole testimony thing again. John's emphasis, we, we talk about how John's emphasis is on Christology and whatever, but he has a serious emphasis on this passing of testimony yeah. from Jesus to the apostles and onto the church. Yeah. Um, and so this is him establishing testimony witnesses right from the start of Jesus's ministry. And so I think the major discipleship element is is two things. One, Jesus as the primary discipler. And that's important for us, even as we disciple and mm-hmm. are disciple, that Jesus is actually the primary discipler yeah. <clears throat> while we have, you know, human teachers, human disciplers, ultimately they derive that authority to do so because there it's Jesus discipling them and us. Mm-hmm. So that's an important element of the John uh, one passage. And then also the idea of both 
being called and calling. So not only do we right. disciple, but we are discipled and pulled we into and make, disciple. And we go and we go call people to make disciples. Right. And then yeah. I, this passage, while I'm going to bridge, I'm going to jump a little bit, but especially kind of this testimony arc, you jump to John 20 and John really has kind of two endings. One where he sort of ends at the resurrection. And then he says, and there's more that, Jesus even did than we can talk about. And then he starts right. talking about something of kind of establishing this chain of testimony after Jesus' departure. And so he's really dealing with how do we disciple? How do we interpret scripture? How did Jesus interpret scripture yeah. so that we can then continue to pass on that teaching? Mm-hmm. And then he starts dealing with Peter, you know, being a shepherd and us being mm-hmm. under shepherds, which is, again, is just this whole discipling kind of arm mm-hmm. that John is pushing through. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the John passage is so interesting because you see so much movement towards towards Jesus, right? You have John the Baptist. That's where it begins. Mm-hmm. He has a couple of disciples. He has yep. men who have, he has taken under his wing or who have come to him to be taught by him, to be discipled by him. And uh, this is where he sees Jesus. And he says, for the second time, behold, the Lamb of God. Mm-hmm. And so they go to him. They yep. leave John and they, they go, they go Jesus. to yep. Jesus. And then it moves on from, I believe it's Andrew that's next in that passage. Andrew, then um, Philip. Yeah, Andrew and an unknown disciple, probably, probably John. John. Um, that's the hint, at least, yeah. from the end of the book as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they, they go to Jesus. Jesus looks behind him. There they are. He says, what are you seeking? And essentially they say, you. you. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then Andrew goes on from there and says, hey, we found the Messiah. Come and take a look to Peter, who's his brother. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, Peter comes, and then he's like, sweet. We have, we, I believe we have actually found the Messiah as well in Jesus. And then Jesus himself goes to Philip, uh-huh. right? Calls yep. Philip. And then Philip, Philip comes to Jesus. Nathaniel. Philip then goes to Nathaniel. Nathaniel uh, is like... Really, anything good come out of Nazareth. Right. And, of course, he comes uh, to, to meet Jesus. And, There's a full yes, 180. Yes. Yeah. So so some of the things that, that stuck out uh, to me in that is that, again, John the Baptist in that passage has just been uh, confronted by the, the leaders in Jerusalem about who he is. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, he, has, he has not uh, confirmed any of their suspicions about him. In fact, they probably leave rather... Uh, at odds with John, mm-hmm. and and now John is saying, "Hey, go to this Jesus um, who, again, he's been pointing to the whole time. Right. We know that the Pharisees, the, the religious leaders, are going to have issues with Jesus as well. But he's telling these men, you, even whatever it costs you, well, you know, in this world, uh, and in, in the context uh, in the in the world of Judaism, right? Um, you need to go with this Jesus, right? And so part of discipleship is." Is preparing people, developing people to treasure and go with Jesus, no matter what anybody else says. Sure, right. If you're the only one to to, to, to go with him, go with him. Yeah. You know? um, so that was something that really stuck out to me in that passage. It's it's developing lifelong Jesus seekers. Uh, again, I love that Jesus yeah. turns around to to Andrew and to this probably John again, and he's like, um, "What are, what are you seeking?" Mm-hmm. And and they basically go. Hey, where where are you staying? Can we can we can we be with you? Yeah, exactly. Right. 
And so again, that's part of it as well. Part of discipleship is even though we're sort of an intermediary, right? If you have a, a, a disciple and a discipler, at the end of the day, the discipler is trying to get the disciple to seek Jesus, Jesus. to yeah. be following after after yeah. Jesus. Jesus then the first act of his discipleship, so to speak, is to be in house mm-hmm. with them. And so I think we see a little bit there of maybe the importance of hospitality, the using of our homes for discipleship. Andrew, I think what you see there is it's very simple. He doesn't go out and start preaching Jesus to the world and all these kinds of things, but he goes to his brother, right? you know, like his uh, part of his nuclear family, his brother, and, and says, hey, come and see, you know, come see Jesus. And so sure. I think discipleship can be very simple. It doesn't have to always be behind a pulpit. Yeah. It certainly doesn't you know? require big programs to, yep. to do it. And that'll come in. I mean, especially if yep. we're talking, how do we as a church support mm-hmm. evangelism? Often it is a this is a welcome place where people will hear the gospel, but it's not a program that we put on. It is really the body as they yeah. go about being disciples. Yeah. And what's interesting with Peter is that Peter probably already believes in the Christ at this point. Sure. Right? He's not going to evangelize Peter, but he's he's just saying, hey, you're a believer in Messiah. Come and, come and see him. You know? Right. And so, again, on the discipleship plane, it's it's like... Yeah, just come to know Jesus better. Come to know the Christ better. Yeah, you know, kind of thing. And Again, even very, working, very even working with a very limited understanding of what Messiah means, because obviously, yeah, they're they're all saying we right. found him. Right. They still have no clue right. what that really implies, and right. that's going to be some of this progressive <clears throat> discipleship. Yeah. Right. So, which is why you get to Philip, and right, Philip in the Gospels, he's one who's kind of known for being a little bit dense. Right. Sure. Uh, Jesus, show us the Father. Jesus, Philip, have I been with you so long? Yeah, and you, don't, you still you don't, don't recognize. Me. Right. Yeah. Um, but what's so great about Philip is he pulls out a Bible, basically. Yeah. And he's like, "We, this is the guy who lines up with everything that we have been taught from the scriptures. And so, again, seeing um, uh, or prioritizing the scriptures in our discipleship and helping people to kind of push their notions of Christ aside for the one that we find in the Bible sure. is pivotal in yeah. in biblical discipleship. Um, so all those things, I think, are in that John 1 passage, and uh, it was just really encouraging. Matthew 11, sure. 25 to 30. Yeah. Okay. So broad outline. Um, Jesus is basically saying, come to me. You know, if you're, if you're beaten down by the rules that you've heard and what religion looks like, come to me. My, my burden is, is light. Yeah. It's a burden. Yeah. There's still something, there's a sacrifice to be made, a cross to be carried, but my burden is light. It's, it's actually joy promoting and life giving. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the call to discipleship being one that is going to require effort, going to require, uh, work. Um, and potentially pain and even death for his disciples, but it's one yeah. that is bearable because he provides the spirit in all its fullness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's interesting in that passage, right? Is that yeah. he he doesn't say, "Hey, come to me. You'll you'll find rest for your souls." There's no more yoke. There's no more classroom. There's, right, there's no right. more learning. There's no more burden. He says, "No, there there is a yoke. There is a there is a learning. There is a classroom. There is a burden. It's just that it's it's easy." It's light, yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, and and you know, when you come into my classroom, you need to know that I'm 
I'm gentle and lowly in right. heart. We get so, to see a little bit of his character in yep. love with the discipleship. Yep. And that, that's a good point for just discipleship in general is mm-hmm. it's not, yep. we, we talk testimony, we talk about passing down doctrine and, and that sort of thing. But yeah. a lot of it is observing character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's it. So we first we learn Jesus character. Now we you know spend a lot of time. We have to learn from the character of those who have mm-hmm. uh, traveled the Christian journey further than us, whether that's yeah. by reading about them in an autobiography or by watching the example yeah. of a mother or a father, you know, dealing with their kids or whatever it be um, in the church. That that example is, is a serious part of discipleship as much as the teaching directly is. Right. Well, what I love about that passage, too, is what you're seeing on the front end, I think, is verses 25, 25 through 27, mm. is, is Jesus as Savior and, and Sovereign. And one of the things, even as believers, uh, that it gives us so much unrest in our discipleship and in our, in our progress right. in Christ, our trying to progress in Christ, is that we take, we take on the roles of... Uh-huh. Our own savior, our own sovereign. We're in control. Yeah. We can save ourselves, and in effect, we dethrone. Yeah, it becomes Jesus. a it becomes a, a checkbox, a, a to do list kind of faith mm-hmm. and kind of discipleship instead yeah. of a we're becoming something else. We've already started. We, we've right. already been transformed into new creatures, but now it's this progressive road of becoming mm-hmm. more like Him and. Checkboxes are great. I mean, putting yeah. putting you know tasks that are easy to follow are, are great. But yeah. if we lose sight of is Jesus empowering us to do this, then we really do kind of miss his point. Right. Yeah. Well, again, I love in Second uh, Corinthians uh, three seventeen eighteen uh, right in there, where, where Paul just says it's as we behold the glory of the Lord that we are transformed from one degree of glory to another. Yeah. So really at the, the center of our growth in Christ, our sanctification, is just seeing him. Mm-hmm. Just It's as simple as that. We want to make it so complicated and develop these right. really, really, um, you know, uh, systematized programs of discipleship and all this, thing, which is fine and well and good. But at the end of the day, That's it's right just place. about seeing the glory of Jesus. Right. Just see him. See yeah. his heart here in this passage, this Matthew passage. It is... See my heart, right? You still have a yoke. You still have a classroom. You still have a burden, but the master's different. Yeah. Again, it's the see and respond or mm-hmm. hear and obey. It's these yeah. very, you don't just hear the, imp- the, the, the impulse. You do something about it. You, yeah. you respond to it. Yeah. And one of the things that I argued there um, was that, which I think is somewhat contrary to how we typically think of discipleship. Because again, I think when we think discipleship, we think do something. <laughs> right you need to it's much more stated it's it's be something yeah it's right well and it's it is i i argued there that at the heart of discipleship or at least some major part of our discipling of of one another uh, needs to be this understanding of rest mm-hmm. not go 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 but yeah but but rest rest in christ Rest in him as your savior. Uh-huh. Rest in him as the sovereign. He is in control, right? Uh-huh. You have things, you have your checklist and things that you need to do. And we do need to do some things, right? He sure. says that. But at the end of the day, none of that is meriting salvation for us. No. Christ has accomplished that. Rest yep. in him as the savior. Yep. And at the end of the day, we, we can do all that we can do. Many other plans in the man's heart, but the Lord's purpose prevails. And so we can just entrust all of our life to his care. Yeah. He's died on the cross for us. Is he not going to care for us in the minutia even of our lives and our, our discipleship? Sure. And so just being able to go, oh, 
like I have nothing to prove. Right. <laughs> like to God of all people, you know, it's like it's it is accomplished in Christ. He is sure. in control. And yeah. yes, discipleship uh, is not us proving ourselves worthy. It is actually yeah. just responding to the position we're already in, the rest yeah. we've already found. Yeah. yeah. And when we fail and when we fail, which we do so often, again, we're dealing with one who is the, the binder of the bruised reed. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the fueler of the faint wick. He is gentle and lowly in heart. He's the opposite of what we might think he would be. Right. So not a slave. Good master. book. Not a, good not book. a driver. Yeah, it is. Dane, a good book. Dane Ortland, gentle and lowly. Uh, have a read of that. So okay. <laughs> um, all right. So in the John one passage, it seems there's there's a good bit of doing. You know, mm-hmm. in the in the Matthew eleven passage, it seems like it's more rest. Mm-hmm. Like take take rest, and then out of that rest, out of that rest, it's so important that we don't we don't do and then burn out. If we don't put the rest in there, rest in Christ, then we're going to be prone to burning ourselves out. Like mm-hmm. that's the whole thing, right? And so we need to 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 really centralize rest uh, in our discipleship, discipling of others. And then we come to Acts two forty two and forty seven. So mm-hmm. we did that yesterday, and um, again, not not speaking specifically to discipleship, but we almost unavoidable. Uh, to talk sure. about it in, in this context. So what do we get there in Acts chapter 2? Right. So what we have is, you know, Peter's finished his first sermon. We have the, the birth yeah. of this larger church in, in Jerusalem, yeah. a mixed group. Yeah. Um, but what we really have is what did they focus on first? You know, what what what, what were the things yeah. that motivated them? And I think what we the biggest part we see in discipleship, at least here, is that we actually experience discipleship and community. It's yes. not the kind of thing that we do on our own. It's yeah. very easy to not tell just. somebody. Right. It's not the, I mean, yeah. our impulse in our modern society is to yeah. say, you just became a believer. Go read your Bible. Right. All well and good. Right. And don't let me ever, don't, don't, don't let me, yeah. uh, don't feel like I'm, I'm denigrating that. Right. But actually first thing is go to God's community and become part of that community yep. because that's actually where you're going to experience the Bible fleshed out. It's where yep. you're going to actually experience prayers, where you're going to experience fellowship, table, community. There's all these things going on that yeah. are what discipleship is yeah. much more than just go read a book, pray on your prayer on your own, you know, do these habits. Right. Or They're even, all good. They're part of discipleship, but the, the, it starts yeah. with doing those in community. <clears throat> right. Or even like the, the, I mean, I am so discipled by, just the relational aspect oh, for of, sure. of the community of God's people. Well, as, as discipleship often is playing on our attributes and how they're yeah. lining up with Christ, more often what we're going, we're going to actually learn how well we're doing in that road yeah. by our involvement in community. Yeah. than we are by sitting on a, in a chair, comfortable as it may be reading a yeah. book. Yeah, I love reading books, but <laughs> you do. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, I agree. Uh, the, the Acts 2 passage to me is about the importance of, uh, I mean, probably even the primacy of, of church mm-hmm. in discipleship. Sure. And doing uh, the importance of doing uh, theology in community, doing life uh, together. Uh, again, made the case yesterday that um, it was like the farthest thing from their minds to do Christianity by themselves. Sure. Um, and and sort of just to isolate themselves and have a privatized sort yeah. of, of Christianity. 
that their first impulse, the first impulse of this infant church right after Christ has taken his seat on the throne above is, hey, let's come together as often as we can absolutely, uh, to, to devote ourselves to teaching and to uh, prayer and mm-hmm. to fellowship, fellowship and to breaking the bread. Breaking bread. Yeah. So a lot of those things that we saw even in the John 1 passage are coming up here again, except now it's in the context of the church post-ascension. Yeah. This is the new creation community. It's the body that is carrying the testimony of Jesus forward. It's Mm -hmm. the body that is going to be. Right. We are embodying. You talk about the body. We are embodying that as a people together. Right. Right. And discipleship. This is something that I would say here is discipleship then is not, again, it's not just, it, it can be sort of the, the informal or individual one-on-one kinds of things. But discipleship is not just that. In the Acts 2 passage, it becomes clear that discipleship also can be more formal and communal. Sure. And that what's happening in the context of corporate worship is not not discipleship. Correct. Right? So like right. preaching and receiving preaching and praying and receiving prayers and uh, See, I would not have dis- I would and- not have described those as informal versus formal. Well, okay. that, that, that that would be my I mean because sure. I think they're just as informal they're they're not as, you know, it's not a logbook I have to go through. It's it's showing up and being part and experiencing the spirit along alongside. Right. Well, I think in informal and formal I just mean formal is the the specified corporate gathering sure, come sure. together the under, organized under the organized gathering. Yeah. The informal no, is it. more like, hey, come over to my house and this kind of thing. Anyway, so, um, but I think that what's happening there is is something that is discipleship. Mm-hmm. We're being taught the word of God. Yep. We're, we're, we're lifting up our, our hearts and our voices together to God. Mm-hmm. We're, being, we're being taught through music. Like all of that is, is sure. discipleship in a corporate context. Yeah, yeah so, that, was, that was one of the ones that, you know, in... Uh, Kind of corporate worship as as part of discipleship mm-hmm. is is absolutely essential, and it's something that often gets left off because we think of spiritual disciplines, or at least the habits, we as things of, we that think are of habits personal. Of grace, spiritual disciplines, but we think of them as very personal, personal. like that right. we we do them yeah. alone, and yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. So, and of course, I mean that, that was happening. I think in that passage oh, in Acts sure. two. It says they were meet, they were getting together day day by day. Day by day. Right. We talked about how yeah. they did things that were magnified on the Lord's Day in the corporate gathering, they were continuing to do as often as they could throughout the course of the week as well. Right, absolutely. So thanks, brother. It's really good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.